0: Wow. I, I don't know about you when I've, I've been investigating this whole thing that happened in Oregon. I, I, I really had some struggle. I prayed, and, and I just prayed for families, and, and I don't know what that at all was like. Um, and, and It's a little bit scary, but uh, and, and we're not supposed to walk in fear, walk in faith. In the last days, it says in the Word of God that we're going to be walking in some days that are going to be pretty ugly. And it's not going to get any better. And that doesn't excuse the the fact what the church needs to do. But I'm telling you, I think it's time for the church to get even more brighter and shine even brighter than we've ever done before. Because it's a great day to serve Jesus. It really is. You can see a great need. It's not like we... Generations back, I mean, when I was growing up, church was just part of what you did. And you went through all of that. It was just... Now today, we've we got we to gotta press through. We've got to persevere. We've got to run the race. We've got to throw off anything that hinders us, those things that slow us down. And we need to run this race as fast as we can to win that prize. And there will be people that take notice. There's people that are going to come to you, and they're going to need your help and guidance. Um, I don't know about you. We, we talked a lot in the last couple of series about suitcase, what's in your suitcase. And we reiterate that today. What are you packing your suitcase? What are you taking? What's the most important things in your life? What are you doing in a personal life? What are you doing to pack a suitcase? If Jesus says he wants you to do something, how quickly could you turn your emphasis into those things he's called you to? Would it take you a while to do that? Would you say, well, I need to do this. I've always wanted to get a degree in theology, and maybe I need to do that first before I walk into this. If you are trying to figure that all out, And you don't think if Jesus said, would you do this today, that you could actually just drop everything and do it. Then maybe you need to worry, not worry, but start to pack a suitcase. Start to think, what are important in your life? What are those things that you say, these are musts. These are the things I must take with me. But Lord, if I wanted to take a quick quick trip to to Haiti, what would I have to do to be prepared to do that? And so I'm just, again, I'm just emphasizing that suitcase that you guys are are putting together. Um, we talked last week about. I had some people come up here. Who we're praying for the needs and healing. Does anybody want to know more about what healing's about? <laughs> what is there anybody besides me that sometimes I just get confused? You know, and and I want I want to know. I want. I wish I was walking with Jesus, and I can't imagine being Luke, who was a doctor, walking with with the healer, and he would go to these situations, and he would do things in never the same way, and you'd be like, I'd be taking notes, you know, and all of our phones today, can you imagine what we will be doing with all these electronics, we are trying to capture every moment, Lord, what are you saying, and it actually says in God's word that he did so many miracles that you couldn't even record it in all the volumes and books of this world, I mean, it's like you couldn't contain it all. So all of these things that Jesus did, I mean, from all of these over here to all of these over there and all of his trips, he said he only told some. Jesus only told us some of these things. The Holy Spirit inspired men to write only a few of these things. Now, I don't know about you. That strikes me as though if we study the few of these things, we'll probably have a lot better understanding of what Jesus was doing. Um, healing is one of those things that Jesus did the most of. Often you see casting out demons, and that's part of healing too. How do many people know that there is a demon in and he's delivered out? You are doing a lot better in life, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. You're getting healed when demons are cast out. And so I don't know, even when Jesus said, Cast out these things, I know that there was healing involved. So all of these things that Jesus did when miracles, why did he have to do that? Why did Jesus have to come to this, this world? You, we knew his destination was going to the cross that would bring forgiveness. But why did he do all of these things, supernatural things, for you and me? I believe in every one of these things I have to believe. There, there is there is learning and there's a message in each one that Jesus says, if you study these things that I've done miraculously, and then he says, he says to his disciples, "I want you to go out and do them." I'm sure if he didn't give them an example of what to do, they would have been going out going, "Well what will we do with this?" We'll throw a rack at his head and see if that works. He'd have to show them what to do. So I believe if Jesus took those moments, had them to record it down as, as the word of God, and showed them these things and what to do. And then said, after he leaves, he says, you will do these things. And he says to the whole church, matter of fact, you'll do greater things. And so I have to believe the greater things are this, that Jesus was confined to one body, was he not? That he can only walk in one body, though he is God. He was confined to one body in all of these miracles. He says, when I leave, I must leave, he says, that I can send you. Now the the sending of the gift is the Holy Spirit that has the same power of Jesus. He says, now I will give you this gift and you'll do the same things through the power of the Holy Spirit as Jesus did. That's amazing to me. But here's the thing. This greatness, this great gift goes into an earthly made jar. That means this beautiful thing of God. The representation of Jesus Christ is now the given to you and I. And then we, full of problems, finite minds. You know, he gives this beautiful thing to us. And I have to believe that if we study Jesus, study what he did, that in those discoveries will know better what to do with that gift. How many people in here would desire a healing? There is something in your body right now that maybe a doctor said, this is what you have. You don't have anything. He doesn't belong to you. It's never meant to be yours. And so we find in ourselves wrestling with this whole thing about this is what a doctor has said. And this is what Jesus did. If Jesus is here today, would you be the one that seeked after him to get it? A woman who was plagued with an issue of blood for 30 years, I believe it was, exhausted all of her avenues, had no other place to go, Expenses and all that finds out that Jesus is walking down the road and butts in there. See, would you be the one that when Jesus was coming would go? And I have to believe that Jesus says in his word, all those who came received. All who came we healed. And so I have to believe that all of you who come should be healed. And so here's the wrestling part. Anybody have ever seen the times you prayed and you thought for sure, but it didn't happen? And then you wrestle with that and say, Jesus, I felt even in the word of God, I believe. I have a faith of a mustard seed to move a mountain. Yet I don't see healing. Anybody with me? And so what I've decided to do, I said, Jesus, I, I just want to walk with you. If you were here today, I'd walk with you. And I just want to, can I just be a fly in the wall of your, of your work in this, in this world? That I would write down everything I could to know. Would you be one too? So let's go into a story today. Let's go into a story today. Together. Healing. It's a mystery. But here's in the Old Testament. Jeremiah seventeen fourteen says this. Heal me, O Lord. And I shall be healed. Listen to that. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For you are my, what? Praise. Praise. is the fruit of faith, isn't it? Isn't when you are faithful, you know him, you're sure in him. Praise always comes from your tongue. Complaints cannot come from those who have faith. Jeremiah teaches us this. Let's go into the story of 1 John. Okay, no, not 1 John, but John 4. Okay, sorry. And let's go into a story. If you have your Bibles, you can look up here. If you have them, you want to mark them. It says, this is one of the first miracles of Jesus. He said he already started to heal in Jerusalem. And when he came here, none of that's recorded. Listen to me. None of that's recorded. Except to know that Jesus began his ministry and healed many in Jerusalem. The first miracle was water to wine. (laughs) Water to wine. He goes to Jerusalem and all of these things start to come. But he's always warning those not to say anything. And so he had made water wine and there was a royal officer whose son was sick at Capernaum. Now, there was a distance between Cana and Capernaum, but you'll see here. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him, being Jesus, and was imploring him to come down and heal his son. For he was at a point of death. Now, listen to me. Here is a... Here is what, in, in the study of this word, royal officer... It's really meaning little king. It is a man of high stature. It is a man that's probably just under the king in his stature, okay? And he had many, many servants and much richness. You know, he was in a position where he was successful. Yet you and I know that money can't buy healing, can it? You can have the biggest house. You can be Steve Jobs with the biggest home, and when illness comes knocking at your door, what are you going to do? And so he said in his heart, "I must." I heard about a man. I heard about a Jesus that heals, and I have a sick boy in my house. And you and I know, as parents, what would you do for your children? What would you? You don't. You're not calling a servant to do a job. It's my boy, and I'm (laughs) going. I'm going to see a king, and I'm going to implore him because nobody loves him like I do. So if I sent a servant, would he come with that servant? Well, if if I went to Jesus, and I implored him, and I got on my knees, and I begged him to come to my son, that's the only chance he has. I've got to make the trip. And that's unlike a nobleman with all those servants. But you know, and I know, if it was my boy, what would you do? What would I do? He traveled 15 to 20 miles by foot from Capernaum to Cana. Quite a trip, isn't it? They say it's a day's trip. As soon as he got news, this boy's near death, out he goes. He went personally. He didn't send a servant. He went by himself. Uncharacteristic of a nobleman who would always sent servants to do his work. And he implores Jesus. He implores on him. He just begs which is an earnest begging. It is a desperation. So he shows up. So Jesus said to him, this is astounding. Listen to me. In this is a lesson. He speaks to the man and everyone around him and says, unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. I don't know about you, I think a nobleman for a day's trip gets there and goes to Jesus' feet and calls about, Jesus, would you come? Would you come back with me? Would you take a day's trip with me? Will you walk 15 to 20 miles with me? Will you go back and heal my boy? He's about ready to die. And yet Jesus takes a moment. We would say that'd be enough, wouldn't we? And Jesus takes a moment to say something so deeply, Profound, he says. Unless you see signs and wonders, will you ever believe? Think about that. Process that. Let that sink in. Let's go on. John four nine says so in forty nine verse forty nine says the royal officer said to him, sir. Again, he says the same thing after Jesus says that profound thing. Listen to me. He says, sir, come down. Travel with me. Make the trip with me. It's a day's trip. Make it with me because if you come, you can heal him. For my child is about to die. He will die unless you come with me. Jesus said to him, go. Your son lives. The man believed the word of Jesus, that he spoke to him and started off. Now, what do you get from that? Jesus says something profound in between two statements. A man comes at Jesus' feet, falls down and says, I implore you, Jesus, please, my son's about ready to die. Can you make the trip with me? Will you go with me? Can you personally come with me to him? Because all he knew in the previous all the stories he heard in Jerusalem that Jesus was there personally healing those sick people. How can you heal from a distance? There's no way you have to be here. Jesus says something profound in between that says, Unless you see, can he say that to you today? Unless you see, will you believe? He's saying that to you right now. Unless you see with your very eyes, can you still believe? Do you have to see a sign and wonder do you have to have that before you believe he warns us and says don't go on what you see please don't allow those thoughts to cloud you jesus is god he can do anything he is not stopped by your dilemma he's not stopped by what you see and what you're allowing your mind to tell you you see and unless you see is that the only way you believe do i really have to come with you do we have to hold hands back to see your son would you open up your heart in your mind and your spirit to something far more powerful than what you're even capable of thinking but jesus you see he said it he says do you have to see something and yet the man says back to the same words, but Jesus, if you come with me, then you can make him well. And Jesus says, I hope you've learned something. Go, for your child lives. You. <laughs> now, you have to understand something. The story cannot end there. Do you see? Because in this is teaching. In this, Jesus says, I want to teach you something about healing. Don't let it stop there. And so let's go on. And so we know the man hears the word of Jesus, and by faith on him, he turns with confidence to go home, without Jesus by his side. So we get there, he says, you say you believe the words of Christ. Listen to me. This is for me also. I say I believe the words of Christ, yet never find any peace. And never act on what you say, Jesus, that I believe. Let me ask you something today. This should this should prompt something in your spirit, like it does mine. You see, I say I believe the words of Christ. And that man had a choice right then when Jesus spoke to him and said, Go, your son is made well. Your son lives. Right then he spoke a word, did he not? And that moment did that, that man had to have peace in his heart, because at that moment before Jesus, he said it two times, would you come? You need to come. You have to come. My boy's about to die. Now, I don't know about you. The only way he could have taken that word of God and took it to his heart was the peace of a mind to leave. What about you and I? So I say this, if I believe the words of Christ and I never find peace in the words of Jesus, am I turning back? Or am I waiting for him to do it here and now? See, that's where, I, that's where I have trouble. This is what I'm learning. You see, I have to see. Do you? Do you have to see something happen? Or can you believe the words of Christ? Do you have peace in your heart... That when you read God's word in the dealing with healing, can you say, I can leave in peace, knowing that what has been spoken has been done? That's the key. A personal word of Christ by faith is a word to respond to. And yet often, tell me if you haven't done also, you pray for healing and you wait to see it. You wait to see it. And if you don't see it, peace no longer is in your heart. And you won't turn to walk a day's trip. As a matter of fact, if you do the study, he didn't run back in panic to test Jesus. He took his time. <laughs> because he knew. The words of Jesus, if you allow them to get in you, they will change your thinking. And it says, John 4, 5, 51, I'm saying 51, it says this, as he was on, it's now, he's going back home, as he was now going down, his slaves met him, saying that his son was living. So his slaves, after they got the news, the boys, whoa, something's going on here, they went after him. So he inquired of them, the hour when he began to get better, better, and they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour it's one o'clock in the afternoon the fever left him so the father knew at that moment it clarified it made what he felt in faith has now been answered by his slaves said yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him so the father knew that it was at that hour in which jesus said to him your son lives And he himself believed. And guess what happened? What's it say in the word? It says his whole household believed too. Salvation came to the home. Woohoo! The greatest healing of all time is salvation, is it not? The greatest healing of all time is a heart that was hard and becomes soft. The household of this man is now saved. What great healing is that? Jesus is good at what he does. He does it perfectly. And I want to say this today as we get ready to close here today. This is one story. I'm going to go through other stories. And I hope in the study of Jesus and what he did that we will learn from every single lesson of healing in that book. That we will be able to walk more upright and straight, confident, not that we are perfect, that we are becoming more like him. And any opportunity you have to come your way, the spirit of God can speak to you. And he can lead you down a path to help someone in healing. And you understand, it doesn't have to be by sight. Does it? Or do you have peace in your heart to know that Jesus said it is done by his word, it is done. That we can turn in peace and face whatever it is. And you know who's going to be right around the corner. Right, Mike? Right around the corner. He said, I don't think so. I don't think you received anything. You said the Lord. Do you really think the Lord said that? Do you think he said that? Don't you feel a little bit more pain in that area that you thought you received? So by sight you received it. By faith you did not. Don't you think by faith you received that? Not by sight and what we feel. Does it matter about what we feel? No. There's so much to learn. And I think if we studied a little bit more what he did, we're going to be okay. How about you? Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the story of this royal officer. I thank you, Lord, by faith he went and implored Jesus to come. But God, after Jesus spoke a word that says, your son lives. He can turn in peace and walk back celebrating Jesus not worried that he's not going to be but Lord you didn't stop there you brought the slaves to tell him you did do it and God that's the truth of it and so I Lord I celebrate the fact that because of the way you did it because of the way you did it the household believed everyone got saved at that home (laughs) because you are perfect not us so Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this day. Lord, may we learn. May we learn. May we learn by what Jesus did. In Jesus' name we pray. And you hold.